welcome to the Financial Planning Experience, where we give you best practices for your financial life. My name is Jason Marabella, and you're listening to part two of a detailed walkthrough of real financial planning. So far uh, in part one, we talked about what we do to make sure it's a good fit. And then we talked about what happens when you say go uh, in our onboarding process. And then we went into our specific planning process on getting your finances organized and then taking a deep dive into your current situation and prioritizing your future needs and wants, and then building a cash flow plan, which guides your spending and saving decisions. So now we're going to talk about building your operating system to integrate into your day-to-day life. We actually help you build a personalized financial infrastructure at the account level standpoint of what accounts are your is your paycheck going into what uh, spending categories is coming out of of which accounts setting up individual savings accounts for individual goals we think most people don't have a system uh, to make financial decisions and, or and manage their financial life so this is a to us a very important piece to come up with you know, whatever, and this this can be customized to your tastes. Not everybody is going to want a, a joint account with their spouse. Um, a lot of people like to keep that separate. We work within the confines of, of your value system around that and, and create that system so that it makes it easy for you to work towards your goals and to make decisions that are aligned with your value system. So after that, we we go into, I guess, the more traditional aspects of planning, specific issues based on your, uh, and we base this on your priorities. So every quarter we'll meet and discuss and create an action plan for one or two of your most important goals. Um, We like to tell our clients that we deliver financial planning in bite-sized pieces. Rather than producing a comprehensive financial plan all at once, we think it's much more effective to integrate new behaviors and changes in your life over time. Typically, we'll, we'll have our, our coaching meeting, we'll talk about specific issues, and I will send you a summary of what we talked about and then specific actions that you need to take before our next meeting or specific actions that we want to take in the next you know, one, two, or three months. Our most, or you can think of this as, as our most pressing issues. So we always have that paper trail and that accountability so that when we, when we meet again, we can look back and say, okay, what did we want to accomplish? What did we accomplish? Why didn't that happen? Um, celebrate our wins and understand how we can do better next time and then move into the, the next conversation. So some examples of what we cover in this meeting is goal-based investing. So a little bit about the difference between goal-based investing and a more kind of aggregate high-level approach. We build policy statements or investment policy statements based on individual goals. So every we think about your investments in a way that every goal is going to have a different way that you should be invested. So retirement, for instance, your time horizon can be 20, 30, even 40 years, and you're going to be able to be invested in a much, uh, in a much riskier way versus if we're saving for an emergency fund or if we're saving for a new car purchase or a down payment on a house. So we go through and systematically look at the things that you want to accomplish and where that money for your future needs and wants is going and then create micro investment policies for each goal. We also give you the opportunity to choose if you 
if you want us to manage your investments on an ongoing basis or not. Uh, part of the planning is developing that investment plan, uh, figuring out how we want how to, how we want to be invested and the rules and the behaviors that we want to have on that journey. And then it's up to you to decide if you want us to take on that management or if you want to do it yourself. If you want us to do it, you'll actually pay a separate fee for that um, in addition to the planning fee. That is 0.8% uh, on the account. So that's, that's our advisory fee. We don't charge for trading or in, there's no account level fees. That's, a, that's, a all, that's kind of an all-in advisory fee. The only additional fee to that that, that you'll incur is uh, that for the, the underlying investments that we recommend. And typically, the portfolios that we recommend are in the 0 0.1 to 0.12% range. So in a, on an all-in basis, if you have us manage your money, it's somewhere between uh, 0.90 and 0.95%, which we think is very competitive considering that a lot of actively managed mutual funds are either in that range uh, or higher. If you're comparing it to going out and, and, and buying indexed ETFs, we're going to come in a little higher, but we're, we're also going to be able to manage that, manage those service issues, and make sure that the, how you're invested is, it maintains that connection with your investment policy statement and your goals. So, but, but that's your decision. That's up to you. And that's, it's not mandatory. It's, it's completely optional. And again, we don't have any upfront costs, so there's no sales loads either. So that's a big, a uh, big thing. The fee is, is the fee and um, it, it's fully liquid. You can access your money at any time. And, uh, and that's the way we do that. So number two is we talk about uh, financial independence or, or retirement whether that means totally disconnecting from work. So that's a more traditional way to look at retirement. You know, you, you work until 65 or 70. At that time, I'm done. And that would be a more traditional approach. Two, we work with a lot of people that want to do what's called, what we call ASAP, financial independence, where they're just, they're trying to get to financial independence as soon as possible. So whatever that looks like. So we Rather than asking the question, how much money do we need at age 65 to facilitate our lifestyle into our, our golden years, we look at, okay, based on if assuming that everything in my life is adding value and I'm living the life I want and I'm putting those I'm putting any other dollars towards this retirement goal, how quickly can I achieve financial independence and with, with the goal being that we want we want to do that as quickly as possible. And financial independence doesn't necessarily mean you stop working. It just means that you are in a position to call your own shots. You can either work for less money, doing something you love. You can uh, work less to spend more time with family. So I don't think, we don't think of retirement in a way that that's necessarily stop working. It's, it's a transition into you controlling your own destiny. And that's why we use the we don't use the term retirement a whole lot. We use the term we like the term financial independence. So whatever whatever that looks like to you, we create that plan uh, to get there. Number three, employee benefits maximization. Employee benefits are a big part of of your plan. You you can get your health insurance and and dental insurance. They, uh, some employers can provide life insurance and disability insurance and and a number of other programs, four hundred one k, 
and, and all of that. So we, we look at your, your employee benefits package and just to make sure that it's in line with, with your goals. Number four, protect against uncertainty. So nobody likes to pay for insurance and, and, so, and obviously something bad usually has to happen for it to pay off, but it's necessary. Things like life insurance protect the people you love in the case of their early death. Uh, and it's an important part of the, of the process. So we go through and understand uh, based on your wishes or your family's wishes, you know, how much life insurance do you need to replace your income? How much uh, life insurance do you need to fund the kid's college or pay off debt? And those questions are different for everybody. It's, there's no, it's not black and white. Some people are like the idea of leaving their spouse with zero debt and the ability to fully fund the kid's education. And some people have, have different values around that. So you know, at coming to the, those conclusions in an intentional way and determining how much life insurance is appropriate for your situation is, is part of what we do. And then disability insurance uh, is another uh, thing that we talk to a lot of our, um, actually all of our clients about because it protects your most important asset, which is your income. We, we go through a process of understanding, okay, what, what's the benefit of that uh, work, you know, that, that long-term disability benefit that your employer is providing, what, how much would you actually receive based on the percentage? And then is there additional coverage needed? Or if you don't have that coverage at work, what, how much of your income do you want to protect? So we analyze these type of policies along with other, other coverages to help you determine the type and the amount of insurance that you need. If you need additional coverage, we talked about in prior podcasts that we are fee-only financial planners, so we don't actually sell insurance products. But what we do is we'll connect you with an independent agent who will walk you through that process, and we act as the quarterback. So we like to keep an arm's length. In, the, in our industry, it's one way that a lot of conflicts of interest arise. If an advisor is giving you a recommendation to purchase an insurance product based on a planning recommendation that they just give you, gave you, that's a huge potential conflict of interest. And I think we've seen that manifest itself through a lot of people out there owning permanent insurance products and, and annuities uh, that don't really need them because there's no, there's no firewall that exists between the recommendation and, and the product purchase. So we, uh, we stay out of that. Number five is student loan optimization and debt payoff. So we get more specific about how, what money we're going to put towards your debt payoff. Are there any strategies that exist to lessen the burden of the, your student loan? And we look for ways to reduce the long-term cost, and then we develop a, a payoff plan. And that's going to be different for everybody because there's going to be a lot of trade-offs associated with putting a lot of money towards debt. It's going to mean less money in retirement. It's going to be mean less money for lifestyle. And everybody's goals are different. So we come up with what's the right number to put towards your debt so that we, we can pay those debts off in a timely manner, but you're still not compromising your, your current quality of life and, and, your, and other important future goals. So that's, it's a balancing act that we go through. And, and again, that's another area where there's really no black and white uh, answer. Number six is the uh, estate planning analysis. Basically, everybody that we talk to, uh, maybe not everybody, 90% of people that we talk to do not have basic estate planning documents in, in place. It may be because of the, of the market that we serve, but the general perception is that 
estate planning is for people with a lot of money. And that just isn't the case. There's basic estate planning documents that need to be a part of every financial plan uh, that are going to protect you against the state making the decisions about where your assets go. Again, this is a part, we're not estate planning attorneys, but what we do is we uh, act as the quarterback again in that and make sure that that's accomplished. For people with a little bit more money, that can get a little bit more sophisticated, but there's for everybody probably need a will, probably need a power of of attorney and and a healthcare power of attorney. And um, so that if something were to happen, people know what you wanted wanted it to look like. So that's, that's an important piece. Number seven, education planning. So this, we create an action plan, which includes how much you need to save, what, what account types to use and how, how you should be invested. A big part of this also outside of just the math and the saving is creating a, a plan for where they're going to go. And, you know, are they, are they going to do state schools? Are they going to do, you know, what, what's your vision of their, of your children's education? And what's the plan if they do a scholarship and what scholarships are available and, and all, and all of that, that stuff. So we go through a a process of, of understanding those things and, and, uh, and creating a plan so that hopefully your, your kids can get out of college uh, with a limited amount of debt, because that's a, that's a huge problem that we see. The kids are out of college or are forced to, to live in this sort of a, indentured servitude for a big portion of their life because of their student loans. So it can be a huge gift to your kids to have proper education planning. Number eight is career asset management and or sometimes side hustle development. Um, In today's world, I think there's a huge opportunity to have multiple income streams. Uh, And then I'll also couple that with there's a huge opportunity to be proactive about your career decisions and making sure that those career decisions map to your strengths. So regardless of your, if you're more of an entrepreneur or if, if you uh, have worked for somebody else, both can be powerful ways to generate income, but you need to be intentional about it. And then you need to have a plan in place so that you can get from point A to point B so that you can generate either more income in your career or additional income through side hustle development. We talk about things in your life that can be monetized, you know, things that you're either good at, love to do. Uh, is there a way to, to make money on the side doing that? On the career side, we talk about what are your strengths? Is the current situation that you're in mapping to those strengths? And is your, are you in a good work environment? Are, are the people that you're working with, are they emotionally healthy? Or are they, is, is your career, is your work consistent with your value system? You know, sometimes th- this is a huge one because m- most people that, that work in, a, in jobs that they're either not good at or they don't like, their income over the long term suffers a lot. When you think about the fact that your income is your biggest asset, this is an important focus. This should be an important focus for you to, to really understand, okay, what do I want to do with my career long-term and have that long-term vision and, and then also create those, those uh, multiple income streams over time. And we think this will result in giving you the best opportunity to reach your, your long-term goals. Those are the, the basic kind of the core issues that we'll go through that we go through on the planning side, in addition to, to cash flow planning. But the, the one thing that's the most important part of our planning programs is the coaching and accountability. 
uh, we believe life is not static. And most of us have behaviors that aren't consistent with the life we want to create. So uh, we think that most people can benefit from a somebody that a third party that kind of walks them through the journey of life, trying to understand what can we do better next time after a big loss uh, or a, a bad financial decision. What did we do well, and what do we want to continue doing? Um, working through some of those emotional issues around money, uh, making sure that your day-to-day decisions continue to map with the life that you want to create. That's the most important part. It's not the, necessarily the plan. And that's why we, we do deliver our planning in, in what we call bite-sized pieces. Because if we were to deliver a plan to you 30, 60 days after you started working with us, well, that plan is going to, is going to be obsolete very, very soon. So that coaching and accountability on a monthly, quarterly basis to check in, see how you're doing, evolve the plan as you change is a very important differentiator for us. And if you're like 99% of people, your your biases and the way you perceive the world will inevitably threaten your ability to make good financial decisions, whether it be buying stocks at the wrong time, selling stocks at the wrong time rationalizing, buying more house that you can, or car than you can afford. These are things that can create major setbacks. And we're there to protect you against making that big mistake and behave well over a long period of time. Basically, behave as financially successful people do. There are very specific behaviors that financially successful people do consistently that lead to wealth. And we help you act as if, even if you're not in that situation, so that you can, you can move towards that goal of, of uh, financial security. So we have two, two financial planning programs. One is our comprehensive financial wellness program, which we just went through, which includes both uh, part one and part two of this series. And the Cashflow Mastermind goes until it's basically part one of this series. Depending on your needs, if you just want a coach that coaches you through the day-to-day of, of your financial life and keeping your spending aligned with your value system and helping you with goal setting, then the cash flow Mastermind program is, is probably for you. If you want to expand that to other aspects of your life and more comprehensive approach, then the financial wellness program is probably more your speed. So that is what we think a detailed walkthrough of real financial planning should look like. I want to uh, thank you for joining us these last two podcasts. Um, If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me directly at support at henfruit.com. We also invite you to join our Facebook page. That's at facebook.com backslash henfruitfp. And you can uh, follow us on Twitter at henfruitfp. I encourage you to go to our website and uh, we have a a suite of financial tools, free financial tools that you can use and that a lot of people have found a lot of value in to start getting organized, build that awareness of your current financial situation and kind of build that momentum, creating your ideal life. And uh, I think that's that's all we had today. We look forward to uh, talking to you next time. Take care. 